Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives. And uh, become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. Well, before we do get started, I do want to encourage you uh, to check out store.greatdetectives.net. There you can pick up all of my novels, including my first mystery novel, Slime Incorporated, which is available as a paperback, in ebook, and a great audiobook from audible.com or in the iTunes store. You can pick up a copy for yourself. I'll also send it at a gift to a loved one. So uh, remember, store.greatdetectives.net. But now it's time for today's episode of The Crime Files of Flamon. Uh, the original air date is April the 25th of 1944. Uh, the, t- uh, the title is The Case of the Revealing Night. The Peter Han Brewery Company, Brewers of Meisterbrow, presents... Card number 17 from the Crime Files of Flamand. A new file card, Miss Lake. Prominent judge receives peculiar postcard from unknown source. Feels it may be part of a plot. Flamand, the most unusual detective in criminal history. Flamand, famous psychologist and character analyst. Flamand, who looks beyond laughter and tears, jealousy and greed to discover their basic origins. In just a moment, you will hear card number 17 from his amazing crime file. And right now, here's something that should interest you. Friends, when a company says, compare our product with any other, regardless of price, and be your own judge, you can be sure that product is tops. For years, the brewers of Meisterbrau have been challenging people to find a better beer than Meisterbrau. And the way Meisterbrau sales have been going up year after year shows that it is the better beer folks want. Meisterbrau is brewed by the same methods as more than 50 years ago. It gives you true old-time all-grain flavor, and it's bottled with only natural draft beer carbonation. That means natural sparkle and life in every bottle. Moreover, Meisterbrau has a distinctive hop flavor that comes from percolating only the mild hop flavors through the brew. In this way, long steeping is avoided. Natural mellowness is protected. Try Meisterbrau. Get it in bottles for home use or get it on draft. Most of the popular spots have it. Ask for Meisterbrau tonight. Tomorrow, sure. Now, card number 17 from The Crime Files of Flamand. Tonight's story opens early on a Saturday afternoon in Flamand's office. So you're really going to take me out to the baseball game this afternoon, huh? Of course, Andrew. Do us both good to get outdoors a little. I haven't seen a ball game yet this spring. Oh, you're such a flatterer. 
It's baseball you're interested in then, not me. No, Sandra. You know, I think you're perfectly grand. And if I were the psychological type that makes good husbands... Lamont, you're impossible. You and your psychology. Sometimes I wonder, too. Maybe it is a little silly. The great Flamand says psychology is silly. That's worth a special edition. Oh, I don't mean really silly. But hang it all, Sandra. I don't need psychology to know what's wrong with you, Flamand. Suppose you tell me, then. It's spring. And you have an old-fashioned case of spring fever. Uh, Maybe you're right. Umpire has an M in it, hasn't it? What are you talking about? There's a traditional cry, kill the umpire, isn't there? Uh... Maybe I'd better call a doctor. I'm thinking of that postcard Judge Stilton got. Oh, so now it comes out. We're going to the ball game to work. I wish I knew. What was the exact wording of that card again? Well, I have it right here. On Saturday, the game begins and ends with M. Signed, Knight. They pulled in that ex-convict named Roy Knight, didn't they? Yeah, and Sergeant Reardon called. Knight denies any knowledge of the card. Surprising, isn't it? Reardon says they haven't anything on him, but they're watching him. A lot of good that will do. Well, I don't see why not. Because Knight doesn't know a thing about the postcard. He has nothing to do with it. You've been looking in the crystal ball again? I don't need to look in the crystal ball to understand human behavior. I'll get it. Hello. Sergeant Reardon? What? Oh, how awful. Yes, we'll meet you there right away. Yes, goodbye. It's happened? What's happened? The murder at Judge Stilton's home. Murder? Five murders, to be exact, Flamond. Judge Stilton, his wife, his aunt, and his son and daughter. Five murders. I should have been able to prevent them. I don't see how. Neither do I, Sandra. That's the terrible part of it. And I don't see how I'll be able to prevent more. Good afternoon, Miss Lake. Hello, Sergeant. You didn't give sound to any of the details, Sergeant Reardon. Now, look here, Flamand. I called you out of courtesy because you tipped us off about that postcard. And I should be grateful for small favors, is that it? The police department will take care of this, all right. Could I examine the bodies? They've already got down to the station to be analyzed. Analyzed? Then you don't know what killed them? One thing we know, it was poison. How do you know that? Well, the Stiltons didn't have no butler. Oh, very middle class. So the cook served dessert and went back to the kitchen and waited. Worked a crossword puzzle, she said. Nobody left the table and she didn't hear no voices. Finally, she walked into the dining room to see what was wrong. And she found them dead? All sitting at the table. Each one as dead as a mackerel. The cook ate the same food they did. I wouldn't think so, Flavon, because she is still alive. And a battle act she is. I'd like to talk to her. <laughs> That's what you think. Okay. Miss Leverage. Hey, there. Oh, that's the manners of the Irish. Hey, there. I'm not used to being called that way. If I was to call you the way I wanted, you'd slap me. Who are these people? Reporters? Snooping around for some scandal? They're a uh, detective, I suppose you might say. Thanks. Miss Leverage, what did the Stiltons have for lunch? Mm, marinated herring with lemon first course, then a meat pie. Leftovers from last night fixed real tasty. 
A salad. What kind of salad? Head lettuce with mayonnaise. And for dessert? Lemon meringue pie. Why? I just wondered. Did they have anything to drink? Coffee? Mm, they wasn't much for drinking coffee. They had chocolate milk. Judge Stilton and his aunt was both on diets that called for lots of milk, and neither one of them liked the taste of it, so they drank lots of chocolate milk. Changed the flavor, they said. Let's take a look around the dining room. Right this way. You'll not find a thing, Flamon. I've been all over the room. I'm just curious, Redden. Well, here you are. Everything left just the way it was. Yes. Doesn't look like a murder table, does it? Flamon, please. I see they didn't leave much food. Anything left in the kitchen? Mm, there's one little piece of pie. I was saving it for later. There's some of the marinated herring left in the jar, part of a head of lettuce, and all of the mayonnaise that's left. How about the chocolate milk? Oh, there's plenty of that left, all right. They buy it by the case every other day. A case at a time? Oh, little individual bottles. Twenty-four of them. I'd like to see one of them, please. All right. Come on out the kitchen. This way. Nice home, don't you think, Flamont? Hmm. You keep a very neat kitchen, Miss Leverett. That's what I was paid to do. Well, here's the chocolate milk. Fine. Let's put it up on the table here. I suppose we ought to have it analyzed, huh? All the food in the kitchen should be analyzed. I was going to do that without your telling me. Odd. Very odd, that chocolate milk. I don't see anything odd about it. Four rows of six bottles to the case. Well, that's customary. Bottles five and six from the top row removed. Bottle three from the second row. Bottle six from the third row. And bottle two and four from the bottom row. Well, I just grabbed them as they came. I was in a hurry. Hey, wait a minute. Six bottles. There was only five of them. I had a bottle, too. I ate everything they did. You'll swear to that, Miss Leverage? Of course. Know what I ate, I guess. Reardon, I suggested that you take all this food down to the laboratory for examination. Sure, that's what I had in mind. And I'd also suggest that you take Miss Leverage along. Well, I had nothing to do with it. I don't know a thing about it. I didn't say you did. But I think you should be analyzed, too. Rather, the contents of your stomach. Well, if it'll do any good, go ahead. Oh, just a minute, Miss Leverage. Uh, yes? I noticed that this chocolate milk is from the Milford Dairy. Do you know the driver? Well, certainly. And by the way, where are the empty bottles? Here in the sink. You've already washed them? If you don't wash milk bottles right away, they get messy inside. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, it happens to be true. You're making an awful lot of fuss about milk bottles without knowing what the poison was in, Flamond. Is it all right, Reardon, if uh, we stay here while you're taking this leverage to the station? Well, I don't see why not. Uh, but no funny business, Flamond. My Sergeant Reardon. Okay, then. Come on, you. My name is Miss Leverage. Wait till I get my hat. Watch her closely, Reardon. That one? <laughs> Guess again, Flamand. Didn't you notice anything peculiar about their murder lunch, Reardon? What are you driving at? Everything from the marinated herring to the lemon meringue pie had an M in it. I came as soon as I heard. Oh, it's terrible. Howard was more like a father to me than an uncle. You didn't ever live with Judge Stilton, did you? No, no, but I dropped in nearly every evening when I was in town. They were all so good to me. Who could have done such a thing? Mr. Stilton, your uncle was a judge, 
And when a man has to sentence criminals, he makes enemies. Yes, but those enemies could be narrowed down. Uh, that postcard. I agree that the postcard's the key to the whole puzzle. Puzzle? You speak of cold-blooded murder as a puzzle? Pardon me. I suppose I shouldn't have said that. But to me, it is a puzzle. A psychological puzzle. To me, it's ruthless, wanton murder. If anyone can figure it out, Mr. Stilton, Flamand can. I hope you're right. Say, where's Queenie? Who? Oh, of course, you're not acquainted with the household. Uh, Miss Leverage. She's down at the police station. Queenie? But they can't suspect her. That's ridiculous. We have to suspect everyone. Oh, but not Queenie. She was so devoted. She's worked for the judge for years. Babied me something unbelievable. Oh, she's staunch to the core. I gathered as much. Oh, I'll take it. Probably for us, anyway. Hello, this is Miss Lake. What, Sergeant? No. And you checked that, too, huh? Well, makes things more complicated, doesn't it? Well, I'll tell Flamand, thanks. What is it, Sandra? The bodies all show the same thing. An alkaline poison administered in the food. That was to be expected. But here's something that wasn't to be expected. None of the food shows the slightest trace of poison. And the examination of the contents of Miss Leverage's stomach shows that she ate exactly the same things the murdered people did. That was to be expected. Good afternoon, folks. What the devil? Lamont, he has a gun. Yeah. The name's Knight. Roy Knight. Well, they just hop in and get a few things straight. All right, I'm listening. So you're the one who... Shut up. I ain't the one who... I seen the papers. It's because I'm an ex-con and showed up me mouth about Stilton. There's no sign you can pin this thing on me. Nobody's trying to pin anything onto anybody. I read about it in the early editions of the afternoon papers. I'm not playing. Count me out. Nobody's trying to count you in. Don't kid me, mister. I just got a tip that they're out looking for me. They just found a milk wagon driver. Well, Sergeant Reardon didn't say anything about that. No? Eh, they got him all right. And he's trying to implicate you? <laughs> he ain't trying to pin nothing on nobody. He can't. Not with his skull cracked wide open with a bottle of milk. <laughs> Six murders, doesn't it? And we're only halfway through tonight's story. But before we see if there are any more murders, let's hear from... We're all proud of our heritage and traditions as Americans. Proud to be able to serve our country. And proud of the progress we've made in this great land of ours. And the brewers of Meisterbrow Beer are proud to be serving you a beer that's been winning the popular vote of thousands of Americans for more than 50 years. Yes, sir, Meisterbrow is the beer. If you're one with old-fashioned taste, then this old-time all-grain beer will satisfy your every taste desire. Meisterbrow has only mild hop flavors percolated through the brew, which gives you a beer with added zest and protected smoothness. Meisterbrow is bottled with natural draft beer carbonation created in the brew itself, which gives you a beer with natural sparkle and life. See if you don't get your money's worth and full-taste satisfaction when you get Meisterbrow. Enjoy some tonight. Act Two. 
in the case of the 24 bottles opens in Flamand's office. Flamand is talking to Sergeant Reardon. But I tell you, Reardon, my letting Knight get away has nothing to do with the case. Uh, headquarters will be glad to know that. Has any druggist been able to identify Knight's picture as a poison purchaser? No, I got to admit that. Uh, but the cook's here to... You see? Uh, that cook's a squirrely one, though, all right. She's daffy, horror no puzzles. <laughs> Is she working more crossword puzzles while she's at the station? Crossword, rebus, any kind of puzzles. Captain Walsh made fun of her about it, and she told him off proper. What did she say, Sergeant? Well, told him that if he had a puzzle fan on the fosse, he might be able to solve this murder mystery instead of trusting to luck. That postcard said, on Saturday, the game begins and ends with M. What kind of a game is something like a puzzle? We ain't playing games, Flamand. We're trying to solve six murders. Reardon, I've got it. Get Miss Leverage into my office right away. You're blowing your top, Flamand. Remember what happens to policemen who think Flamand is crazy, Reardon? Uh, oh, all right. I'll bring her in. To play games, I suppose. Yes, Reardon. To play games. <laughs> She is, Flamon, but this is none of my affair. I'm sure it isn't. Sit down, Miss Leverage. Thank you. Now, Miss Leverage, you said you knew the milk wagon driver on the Milford Dairy Wagon. Yes, nice young man. We traded puzzles. He was a puzzle fan? An excellent one. When he delivered the chocolate milk on Thursday, did he have a puzzle for you to work? No, not on Thursday. But he said there'd be a real puzzle in the case of milk on Saturday. Oh, he did have. Why didn't you tell us that out at the station? You didn't ask me. <laughs> that should hold you for a few seconds, Reardon. God. What else did the milkman say? Well, he said there'd be a five-pound box of candy for me if I figured it out. And you did, of course? Well, certainly. It was very simple. Hello. Oh, come in, Mr. Stilton. Well, quite a party. Hello, Queenie. I'm sorry I couldn't get here earlier, Flamont. Well, that's quite all right. Getting anywhere? I don't know. I was just questioning Miss Leverage. Queenie? She's no murderer. Thank you, Mr. Stilton. Miss Leverage, you said the puzzle was quite simple. Of course. Did any of you ever play chess? Not me. Nor I, but thanks for the compliment. Well, I have, certainly, and it's the finest game there is. You ever play, Mr. Stilton? Why, of course he has. I taught him when he was in high school. Isn't that right, Johnny? Yes, I never really caught on to it, though. Why, Johnny, you were good. You even beat me part of the time. Okay, Queenie, if you say so. Your puzzle started with a postcard, didn't it, Miss Leverage? Yes, that was the most difficult part. But I figured it out. A postcard? You never told us anything about your getting the postcard. I didn't. Oh. Hey, what's this all about, anyhow? The postcard said, on Saturday, the game begins and ends with M. Oh, that card. Oh, certainly. The one Knight sent. Knight had nothing to do with it. It was his misfortune that his last name happened to coincide with the name of a chessman. A chessman? This gets nuttier every minute. There's nothing funny about it. Didn't you ever hear of the knight's tour in chess? No. I'll explain, Reardon. The knight moves one square straight ahead in any direction and one square at a 45-degree angle. All other chess pieces move in straight lines. 
I don't see what that has to do with murder. Many puzzles have been worked on the knight's move because it's the only chessman that moves erratically. Well, I can understand that. So Miss Leverage knew that her puzzle was to involve the knight's move. Then the knight's signature on the card was simply a puzzle clue for her. Exactly. And I knew the puzzle was to start and end with M. Oh, that had me bothered until the chocolate milk was delivered. It still has me bothered, frankly. Oh, it was really simple when you caught on. A milk case is something like a checker or a chessboard. It's laid out in little squares. Oh, that's right. And on each side of the box, it said Milford Dairy. I was to make the moves in the box starting and ending on an M. And you did it. Oh, that part was simple. But you're forgetting another important clue. Huh? Well, I won't try to guess. He told me the prize would be a five-pound box of candy. That meant I was to make the tour in five moves. Of course. Yeah, but hey, there were six bottles gone. I took one for myself. Of course, after I'd removed the five that solved the puzzle. And you see, Reardon, the five bottles of milk that solved the puzzle were the only ones that contained poison. No, that that couldn't be. It had to be, Miss Leverage. The whole puzzle was planned as a murder weapon. But what if she'd worked the puzzle a different way? There was only one way she could work it. And that way involved removing five bottles with poison in them. Those five bottles were bottle five from the top row, bottle three from the second row, bottle six from the third row, and bottles two and four from the bottom row. Miss Leverage then took one bottle six from the top row for herself. Why, I I can't believe it. The murder was really taking no chance at all. The Stiltons were bound to get the right five bottles. You'd have a great time proving a thing like that. I agree. It would be absolutely impossible to prove those bottles contain poison because they're empty now. And the rest check okay. Right. Then the milk wagon driver had to be the one who committed the murder, if you're right. Oh, no, Sandra. You're forgetting something. What? The milk wagon driver had his head cracked open with a milk bottle. Well, of course, he couldn't be the murderer. Then Queenie. It had to be Queenie, didn't it? Oh, Mr. Stilton, you surely don't think that I... No. Wait a minute. Oh, no. Miss Leverage, you know you'd make an excellent detective yourself. But it can. But it can, Miss Leverage. It has to be. You mean Queenie did it? No, Mr. Stilton. Well, then what... Who... Well, I, I don't get it. You will, Stilton. You'll get it all right. John Stilton? Flamond, you mean he... Certainly. It had to be him. Me? Oh, you're insane. No, Mr. Stilton. I think maybe you are. But I'm sure I'm quite rational. But this guy, he ain't even been under suspicion. That's right, Reardon. Because you couldn't be bothered playing games. Ah, now listen now. We know that the milk wagon driver wasn't guilty. He was murdered because he knew who was. I suppose I murdered him, too. I'm sure you did. Why, you don't even know there was poison in the chocolate milk. Don't I? You mean I couldn't prove it? But I can prove that the milk wagon driver was murdered, and I can prove some other things. Like what, for instance? I can prove that the Stilton family murders had to be committed by somebody who knew about Miss Leverage's addiction to puzzles. Anyone who knew her knew that. But not many people knew her, aside from the family. That's true. And the murders had to be committed by somebody who understood the game of chess. I taught him the game. Yes. And we mustn't overlook one other thing. And what's that? Motive. Certainly Queenie had none. Nobody murders her way out of a good job. That makes sense, okay. And it's ridiculous to suspect that the milkman had any motive. He probably didn't even know the Stiltons. But you, Mr. Stilton, you had a motive. Motive that included all five. You're the only person who could possibly have had such a motive. Uh, Come again, Flamand. I don't get it. No disgruntled ex-convict sentenced by Judge Stilton. 
could have any grievance against his wife or his aunt. The grievance would be against Judge Stilton himself. Nobody deny that. But your only motive had to include the whole family. Why? What motive could I possibly have? One that comes up quite often. Money. Oh, you're ridiculous. We've been overlooking the fact that you're Judge Stilton's only living heir. And all five of those murder victims had to die for that to be true. I couldn't possibly have done it. I wasn't even around. You didn't need to be. You worked out the puzzle with the driver. You sent the postcard. And you told the driver you were putting something into the five bottles involved in the puzzle. Something to distinguish them from the others. No, you can't believe that. You had to watch him after the case of chocolate milk was delivered. Wait your chance. Because you knew you had to kill him. That's not true. I wasn't near him. You slipped, Stilton. No, it's not true. Your fingerprints are in fragments of the bottle that killed the driver. They'll hang you. You lie, Flamand. There are no fingerprints. Sorry, Stilton. There are plenty of them. You'll die for that murder even if we can't convict you of the other five. But it's not true. You have no fingerprints. You're just trying to scare me. Call the fingerprint bureau at the police station, please, Sandra. Right. You're just pulling a bluff, Flamand. There's no evidence against me. It's all your imagination. Hello? Captain Minton? Have you checked the fingerprints on those bottle fragments? Just a minute, please. Here, Mr. Stilton. You take the phone. Hello? You've checked? Whose fingerprints are they? John Stilton's. You're a liar. No, they can't be. It's a frame-up. I wore gloves. You wore gloves? Oh. You trapped me into that, Flamand. But it's still true, I did wear gloves. Makes no difference now whether I confess or not, because you framed me anyway. But, Mr. Stilton, I didn't frame you. Not at all. You should have asked Captain Minton where those bottle fragments came from. What? I didn't lie about them. You see, they came from a bottle of milk I removed from your refrigerator. Why, you... Flamand! You mean you didn't really have a single piece of evidence against him? That's right, Sandra. Maybe I ought to take up Jitterbuggin. You? At your age, Reardon? What for? I ain't crazy enough to be a good detective. Lamond and Sandra will be back in just a moment to give you the basic clue in tonight's story. First, though, I have some information of interest to everyone. You all know how vital a war material gasoline is. So the Peter Hand Brewery Company has asked me to tell you how we must conserve it. It takes a lot of gas to run a war, yet some people are still wasting. Yes, and some are even buying extra gas from black market operators. You might think an extra five gallons won't hurt anyone, but if everyone felt that way, there would be very little reason for the present fair ration system. Just remember... Someday, we will all have plenty of gasoline again. But until that day, we must observe rationing rules. Make it a point to use only that gasoline which is absolutely necessary. Share your car with others. And always give up ration coupons when you buy gasoline. The black market is run by people who put profit above the lives of our soldiers, sailors, marines, and coast guardsmen. Let's stamp it out now. And now, the basic clue in tonight's story. 
I can't get over the shock of Johnny Stilton's being the murderer of Lamont. It was so unexpected. Oh, no, Sandra. It had to be Stilton. I suppose you knew it all the time. Why, certainly. The only thing that puzzled me was what game was involved in the postcard clue. You knew the postcard was meant for Queenie Leverage, even though it was addressed to Judge Stilton? Oh, sure. Yes, I knew that. The message obviously wasn't meant for Judge Stilton. Why not? Because it was sent on a postcard. If the mysterious message had been meant for him, it would have been sent in a sealed envelope. Well, how do you figure that out? Even the most honest people, folks who wouldn't dream of snooping under ordinary circumstances, can't resist the temptation to read postcards. Johnny Stilton knew that everyone in the household would see that postcard. But why didn't he send it to Queenie and be certain? He was certain that she'd get the message. And sending it to her would have attached suspicion to her immediately. The chance of discovering the murder method would have been much greater. Yeah, I guess that's right. And, of course, I knew that Roy Knight couldn't have been the murderer. How so? Because his name was signed to the card. No person who was sending a murder message would ever dream of signing his own name to it. You win on that argument. Of course, the one thing that pointed beyond doubt to Johnny Stilton was his motive. He was the only suspect who had a reasonable motive for murdering all five of the victims. You can't tell me you had all that worked out beforehand. Not really. Worked out? All I had to do was analyze the emotional factor. As simple as that, huh? Well, I have the title for tonight's file card anyway. This case was a puzzler. The title had better be pretty good. It'll do. I'm calling it The Case of the Revealing Night. The Case of the Revealing Night. Card number 17 from The Crime Files of Flamand, featuring William Everett as Flamand and Patricia Dunlap as Sandra. Look for card number 18 when the Peterhand Brewery Company, Brewers of Meisterbrow, brings you The Case of the Penitent Sinner. Next Tuesday, same time, same station. And this is Jack Callahan reminding you to tune in same time Friday night for another Peterhand dramatic show. Yes, tune to this station every Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Friday, and Saturday at 9.30 for thrilling stories presented by the Peterhand Brewery Company. You can see as well as hear two thrilling new detective programs, The Crime Files of Flamand every Tuesday night and Mystery House every Saturday night at 9.30 in WGN Studio Theater. Plenty of tickets still available for the next broadcast. Write WGN Chicago 11 and tickets to either or both shows will be mailed at no cost to you. WGN Chicago 11. Hi, this is Andrew from otrwesterns.com. I wanted to invite you to come take a look at our site. We stream live OTR Westerns 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, along with putting out podcasts of old-time radio westerns. Check us out at otrwesterns.com. You're listening to The Great Detectives of Old Time Radio with Adam Graham. Now let's get back into the show. Welcome back. Well, as pure a puzzle mystery as you will hear, 
uh, cleverly done, right up until the point of the solution, and then had to rely on the uh, trick him into saying something incriminating uh, gag. And uh, once again, we do get a World War II show, uh, but uh, this is actually the last World War II era episode we have of the Crime Files of Flamon even though this series continued to air in Chicago. Uh, we'll be bringing you a post-war episode of that series with a new uh, cast and a Flamand actor that many of you will recognize. We'll tell you all about it uh, next Tuesday. Uh, but join us uh, tomorrow for the adventures of Philip Marlowe. In the meantime, do send your comments to Box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.